Welcome to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, plant flowers in your neighbour's garden. This week, The Long Road reflect on our first live gig together in over a year, the surprises, the enjoyable moments, the funny thoughts you have whilst performing. Plus, we look ahead to the Festival of the Artisan, Friday the 26th and Saturday the 27th of March, uh, festivaloftheartisan.co.uk. Kev Moore takes us on the next steps in his Camino trek, and Steve Bonham takes us behind the scenes as he writes two brand new songs for The Extraordinary Stories Project. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. If those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. Greetings, I am Chris the Bish Leiden. Welcome to the Long Road Party. Uh, now somehow, mysteriously and magically, we're on to episode 60 of this podcast. Long-time listeners will know how I love a good arbitrary numerical landmark, uh, and 60 is quite the landmark. Uh, for those of you who have listened since episode 1, good on you for sticking with it. Those of you who might be listening for the first time today, I hope you enjoy, and please do feel free to check out the back catalogue. There's plenty to get through today, so we'll get straight on to the content, but keep an eye on our social media um, during April, uh, The Long Road. We've got a documentary to release and four brand new music videos on the way. Um, And as you'll hear in today's episode, catch The Long Road perform at the Festival of the Artisan tomorrow night, Saturday the 27th of March, uh, and catch up whenever you like afterwards on the Festival website, festivalofthearteran.co.uk. So, on with today's show. I'm going to hand over to me. Greetings everybody there in podcast land. Here we are together, the long road, uh, via Zoom one more time for another of our digital chats. We've got Kev, who is still in the UK. Hello Kev, how are you? Initium Sapentai Timor Domini. <laughs> oh my wow. That sounds like a bit of Latin. Is that Latin? It is Latin. And what does it mean? <laughs> I believe it means wisdom comes first in the fear of the Lord. And I think it's the John Port School motto. Oh, my word. That is absolutely true. Get in. Oh. Beginning of yeah. wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember that being explained on day one, thinking, I'm in the wrong bleeding place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sim- similar thoughts here. Similar thoughts here, Steve, yeah. Oh. That's, oh. that's me, uh, John, then. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> and we've got Steve at home in Derbyshire. Hello, Steve. How far? <laughs> what, what is how far? It's Nigerian pigeon. Right. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the John Port School motto had changed by the time I got there. It was no longer <laughs> fear in the face of the Lord or whatever you just said it was. Yeah, oh my the God, beginning of wisdom terrifying. is the fear of the Lord. Yeah, I, th- I think whilst I was there, it was um, the opportunity to succeed. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. But now, because it's John Port Spencer Academy or whatever it is now, because my sister's kids go there now, yeah. um, it's got another... Got another yeah. tagline. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> it's it's much longer and it's yeah. plant flowers in your neighbor's garden. <laughs> Feed your neighbor's pigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we could do this whole show just guessing guesses as to what the current job port school. Is. <laughs> don't come down the chimney at the Christmas if the fire's lit. <laughs> <laughs> all good advice. All yeah, all good, good advice. advice. 
today's show, we're talking a little bit about, well, the fact that uh, a couple of weeks ago we were lucky enough to do a live show, the three of us. We managed to do a, a live stream gig online. Um, yeah. The Long Road, performing together, actually together, um, for the first time in, in over a year. We can't quite remember off the top of our heads when the actual last gig we did was, but we managed to get this live stream in, um, performing some of our new stuff, some of our old stuff as well. Um, and, uh, Kev, I don't know what you're thinking, but for me it was it, it was amazing to do a live show um, and it, I, I was struck by a lot of, and during the setup we were talking about it, how much stuff that you just sort of had slipped out of your head that you got yeah. to sort out because yeah. it had been so long. It was surreal, a surreal feeling, really. But then it was an utter, it was an utter delight. Yeah, it was a delight to play. I had those moments where I'm just looking down. I mean, fair enough, I was using a, a new sort of setup, but I'm looking down at the floor and spent many, many unhappy hours gazing at my pedals <laughs> and my leads and going, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, because it, it's it's literally had stopped becoming second nature, you know. And and for me, I'd forgotten, I'd really forgotten how much goes on in my head when I'm in performance mode, which mm. is often quite unrelated to the actual performance that's going on. Um, and I, you find yourself thinking about things. Yeah. I, and, and I can only do, okay, the songs that are, that are newer and I've got to concentrate on more, I do, I, I really have to concentrate and think. I'm, you know, for our shows right now, I'm doing four things at once. I'm playing, I'm, for some of the new songs, playing piano with my right hand, playing organ with my left hand, playing cajon with my left foot, playing the piano pedal with my right foot. So all four limbs are involved. And then often, you know, for choruses and things, I'm singing as well. So lots lots of stuff going on. But even with all that, sometimes I find myself thinking about, and I can't even pinpoint what, just random things. or Have you left the oven on? Yeah, things like that. Or sometimes I find myself thinking, what the hell are you doing? How are you doing this? How do your hands know how to make that shape? <laughs> how they, how do, I know. How are, you, yeah. how are you remembering all these chords? How do, how do all three of you remember all these and chords? That's fatal. And all these fatal. It has moments, as you both know, where it's that, yeah. I've got this little habit, so I'm singing away, and I have to watch my mind doesn't wander. Uh, <laughs> all sorts of shit can hit the fan when I do that. <laughs> but I do have a habit like of singing one verse, and I mentally go and have a look at the next verse, yeah, you know, just to make sure it's still there. And there's nothing as frightening as finding a big black hole and you think, I don't know what I'm going to be singing in about 15 seconds. And then you try various things and you think, nope, that's still not it. And then you start thinking, what am I going to sing? And all this is going on and your mouth's wobbling away, doing its own thing. And then you think, I will sing the first verse again or something, you know, but... Uh, that happens. The, the, the it, best trick, but it's hard to do, is to actually stop thinking. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it you're comes right. back. But it's very hard to do. There's probably bits of it, bits of the shape of performing that are built in that will just never go away from us now because they're just sort of intrinsic to us. Mm. And then there are some bits which are, with if if you don't keep them sort of tickled in practice, as we have, maybe, maybe haven't been able to do for the past year, that they do suffer a little bit. And for me, I'm always amazed that when there's bits of the lyrics that I. Can't, I can't tell you what the lyrics are right now, but if we were sick, if we were performing it, and that bit's coming up, yeah. my brain knows what my brain. It feels that shape coming up, and it feels that shape with the correct bits of yeah, information. Yeah, that, that's a little. But, that's a little sort of trigger it sends into your brain, isn't it, to release yeah. that information? Yeah. So, what was that for you guys? What, what was the most enjoyable bit of the the live show? Well, I think mine was well, a just a physical factor, phys the physicality of playing. I'm, I'd miss mm. that. You know, you've got to keep going. You know, everything's got to. But then, uh, you know, spare your blushes, guys. But it, 
you know, watching these two jugglers on either side of me, you know, <laughs> tossing one instrument up in the air and catching another, and you know, it's pretty bloody awesome. You know, you just I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the ensemble of it, and then you know, some of the stuff we do, you know, it's pretty amazing that we can do it live. Because <laughs> you know? mm. the way we write and the way we record, we then have this bleeding moment of truth when we say, okay, the way I write is in bits and. Uh, if I'm right on my own or with Kevin, it's kind of layered up. Then we record in layers, and then we have this moment where you can't, you know, you've got to hit it, you know, and do it all live. And you know, the fact you guys end up playing half a dozen instruments each at once is astonishing, really. You know, it is. It gives a great big sound, and I, lo- I love that great big sound that we do. For me, one of the one of the revelations was preparing for this live gig. Was and we knew this a year ago or fifteen months ago when we first started do when we first recorded this song, but because of COVID we didn't actually have a reason to really work on it until just now. Uh, for me, that was Ballad of Dwayne and Billy Marie. Mm, yeah. That we had to work out how to make that song work, and uh, it, it was one of my favourites yeah. because it's we've managed to make it work with just the three of us and playing with the resources we've got that we can, we can still find that world that it's in. For me, there's not much um, missing. It's, it's incredible, really. Yeah. There isn't much mm. missing from the, the the from the recorded track. What about for you, Kev? What was the? I suppose I was too sort of uh, rabbit in the headlights to think about any highlights. To be honest, but <laughs> uh, just the fact that uh, I suppose the highlight was was thinking the double neck can work. Thinking yes, I can. This this will be a way of of somehow keeping some of the yeah. integrity of the bass line, and I can hint at some of the guitar figures which are quite integral to the songs and kind of need to be in there where possible you know so i yeah. thought yeah okay this this can work so that was a nice feeling and it's also it was setting us up for what's coming up um this weekend in fact the first night is tonight uh for the festival of the artisan 2021 um and Woo-hoo! we are each, each all three of us are involved in various ways uh, so Steve is doing a, a solo slot opening the festival tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then the three of us are performing tomorrow night, Saturday night, uh, as The Long Road. Uh, Kev is hosting the Artisan Club tomorrow afternoon, Saturday yeah. afternoon, um, Artisan Club. Um, uh, and Kev is comparing both the Friday night and Saturday night as well. So what are we looking forward to? Uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to introducing the up-and-coming acts on, on the Saturday afternoon. That'll be really interesting and- and it's going to be fun to see the the, the different sort of uh, things that they bring to the show and uh, different backgrounds as well and different sort of storylines going on. So. Very much so, yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. And also, um, I mean, I really enjoyed um, Blair's set a couple of years ago, so I'll be looking forward to listening to him again. Blair Dunlop is headlining on the Saturday night, um, so after after us on the Saturday night. Opening up on Saturday night, we've got Elaine Davidson and Nick Jenkins. Elaine is a singer songwriter from. Cumbria, and um, I, I, she she did a little sh- um, slot for us on the uh, the Artisan Music Show a few months ago. It was great to hear some of her stories. Again, she's got this sort of American strand going through some of her songs mm. from her time over there. So that will be that will be great to hear some more of her stuff on um, mm. on the Saturday night. On, on the Friday, Steve, what are you looking for on the Friday night? After, uh, after your opening slot, oh, I, yeah, I, you can I, relax. I really, yeah, I can't, you know, um, and I can't even go and drink afterwards, actually, because I've got to go home. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, Chris Hall uh, and the band Little Roost. I mean, Chris, I've, you know, he is such uh, an important character in acoustic music in the in the UK. I mean, 
the whole Cajun Zydeco stuff. I mean, he was there at the beginning. He got it going. He's so talented. Um, if you haven't heard his interview, then you're missing something. How he ends up playing with Paul McCartney and being introduced to uh, you know these legendary people, and they're all introducing themselves as if he doesn't know who they are already. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a classic yeah. story. And then, and then, uh, one of the great pleasures I've had actually is uh, interviewing Bella Hardy, who's the act on at the end, uh, and. Uh, just delightful person, absolutely delightful. I really got something about her. I mean, she's just a wonderful singer, obviously, award winner. But this is someone who's taken himself off to China and spent a year over there singing with in a remote region of, of, of China and hanging out with locals, taking himself off to Nashville. There's a real adventurousness, which is not particularly typical, I suppose, uh, mm. of, of, of many singers in that genre. Uh I look at the whole bill and think, "Wow, what a what a lineup! You'd be crazy not to listen to it all." It all kicks off tonight, uh, so seven thirty uh, UK time on day Friday, twenty sixth of March. Um, you can watch it all online at festivalofthearteran.co.uk, uh, and it'll all be it'll be over social media and it's on our YouTube channel as well. But head to the website's the best way. We've also got the premiere of the video of "Sing Together," which is the festival anthem that Kev wrote. Uh, that we've asked people from all over the world to contribute to, and we've got we've got, we've literally got contributions from all over the world. All kinds of different people have um, have sent us videos yeah. to join in on saying together. Um, so that's going to be great. We're going to be premiering that at at, a, at an, a mysterious point in the festival. So yeah. you'll have to you'll have to watch the whole festival to find out when that's going to when that's going to appear. So that's um, that's festival of the arts, and that's happening this weekend tonight, Friday, twenty sixth of March, and tomorrow. Saturday the 27th of March, um, all day tomorrow and Friday night. Check it out at festivalofthearteran.co.uk. So the three of us will be back, having recovered from our, from our a frantic weekend, next week. we better head to the dressing room, guys. Yes. Can we talk about the riders? <laughs> so, the festival tonight and tomorrow I'll be playing uh, two songs uh, I'll be playing a lot of songs but in this case two songs which I've written especially for the festival um, and it's all a bit of been a bit of an experiment and a, and a lovely one and an intriguing one and to be honest a really challenging one um, we invited people to tell stories of their family or their friends and I committed to writing a song of or two as a result. And these are the two songs at the moment that have come out of that process. Though I've written lots of songs before uh, and lots of songs about particular people, this felt different. It was like I was doing something quite intimate. I had to not just tell the story, but I had to honour the family that that story came from and make sure that it was something that worked. And people's stories are incredible. I mean, my ongoing argument that each of us has within us extraordinary stories, more than borne out by that. And and the first song I'm going to try and play, and this is very rough early days, and I look forward to recording them properly, is a song I've called The King of Persia. And it's a song about the father of someone from the Northeast who had a most traumatic childhood 
you know, both parents dying, family members dying, a number of brothers who died. And eventually, it seems he just had enough. He got on a boat and sailed off to what was then Persia, looking for a better life. And he literally never came home. Uh, uh, not literally, figuratively never came home at least. He uh, he spent his life living in different countries all over the world, met lots of strange and interesting people, um, had a family and obviously a daughter here who he loved dearly, but could never, set, never settle back at home. Um, by all accounts, a fascinating, intelligent, inspirational, but very difficult man. The song is called The King of Persia. Ask me to be what I'm not Ask me to remember what I forgot Don't ask me now not to sail away Take my chance to make some hay Not be bound by the blind hand of fate Jarrah lad, though I am of late Down to Falmouth town to find a boat Got my papers Inside my coat I was the king of Persia then Carriage was a tanker on the ocean's rolling swell I was the king of Persia way back when Ties of mind were fraying Could not stop me straying Down to the quay and saying I'll be on my way again And you might say that I was wrong You might say I was gone too long I'll raise a glass of sunset wine To my friends back home and that girl of mine End my days on a foreign shore The time's chilly cold well, I'll ignore I'll have you know That I travel well Those sandy winds That have cast their spell I was the king Of Persia then My carriage was a tanker On the ocean's rolling swell I was the king Of Persia Way back when Ties of mind were fraying could not stop me straying Down to the key and saying I'll be on my way again Ties of mind were fraying Could not stop me straying Down to the key and saying I'll be on my way again That was the, the King of Persia. Um, lots to do on it, lots of things to work on, but you've heard it here and you heard it first. The second story was as difficult as that one, actually, to get my head around. Because, again, it's, it's so big and it's so extraordinary. It's about the grandfather born on Guernsey, a little island in the English Channel. 
son of a school teacher who, fleeing the Nazi invasion of the Second World War, ended up joining the army, uh, the, the Royal Engineers. And his, and his life was extraordinary. Uh, he fought in the desert, was awarded the Military Cross for rescuing a comrade under fire after successfully leading a retreat of the rest of his men. He won another one with a similar act of extraordinary, almost insane courage. He was a member of the Special Boat Service and then the SAS. He ended up helping the Belgian Special Forces. He ended up in Malaysia, a life full of conflict and terror, I should imagine, often. Yet he was a man clearly of gentle persuasion, fascinated by birds, set up the Army Ornithological Society, um, interested in plants, conservation and, and removal of landmines. I mean, how do you write a song, three minutes of life like that? And in the end, I tried to imagine him sitting in the garden of his house in retirement, looking out of, over the sea. I have no idea whether he could have done this, by the way, but just looking out of the sea and appreciating where he was and also remembering the things, like most soldiers, he would have found it impossible to talk about. And so this is my attempt at that song, which is called, at the moment, An Old Soldier Sits in the Evening Sun. Knuckled down and saw it through 
Carried my friend through the storm and blaze Found my way back through the landmine's maze This is my island This is my way This what I cherish The end of my days I fought for this much is true this is my island I leave it to you this is my island I leave it to you this is my island I leave So many thanks to Trish and to Gemma for sharing these amazing stories. Thank you so much. Hello again and welcome to Kev's Cafe Corner, where we're currently hiking the Camino Trail to Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain. So come on, lace your boots, it's time to hit the trail. Today is Thursday, October the 15th, and I'm in Soto de Barco. I awoke around 7.30am, so a good night's sleep, I reckon. That said, I seem to have a headache. The most alarming thing, though, is the incessant cacophony on the roof created by the relentless rain. It sounds positively biblical out there. I'm certainly going to make full use of my midday checkout time. Fingers crossed the rain subsides by then. I'm hoping to secure a bed in Soto de Luna at a hostel there for the princely sum of eight euros. If they're full, they do seem to allow camping, so although the weather is foul, it should be an easy walking day, the main purpose of which is to trim the distance to Cada de Veda, which is the next main destination on my trip. All being well, if I reach Soto tonight... I'll have completed at least 238 kilometres, so allowing for rest days, I'm average around 20 kilometres per day. I'm on my second coffee of the day, and now, perhaps only momentarily, there is silence. Blissful calm. When you embark on a trek such as this, you are delivering yourself to the elements and effectively saying, do your worst. You have to therefore take the good with the bad with equally good heart. I've lived a cosseted life for the last 15 years or so, one I gladly grasped having been in a different place at the time. Security was important, but I think there comes a time in a person's life where they need to see just what they can do without. Is it possible to reduce and distill happiness, true happiness, not the one solely derived from things and possessions? I hope so. I set off in bright sunshine, My decision to wait until midday seemed to have been the right one. The wall around was still glistening and underfoot was decidedly wet and muddy. It was a lovely and comparatively leisurely day. I took my time, had a few breaks, a nice coffee at a picnic table enjoying the sun. I found a great little cafeteria adjoining a petrol station and asked if they did food. Did they? For just €10, I got a potato and meat potage, absolutely huge as a starter, and a pork schnitzel in breadcrumbs with chips to follow, plus cheesecake, a Coke and a coffee. 
I was absolutely stuffed. It certainly slowed my pace. I finally made it to the Alberg at 6pm on the dot. There was one guy there who showed me the amenities. I later discovered he was a pilgrim who was painting a giant 20-foot canvas en route and it seemed to be doing his head in. Looked like hard work to me. It was a 20-bed dormitory which for the moment just contained him and me. The building had been funded by a pilgrim's charity a couple of centuries previously, I believe. It reminded me of my old infant school in Mickelover. Later, another guy arrived with a dog called Lily, a sweet-natured thing. It would not be the last time I saw her. A little later, a girl cyclist arrived, carrying the tiniest backpack. I couldn't imagine how you could do the Camino with so little. I discovered her name was Emile, from California, but kind of living in Copenhagen. We got on really well, and as I sat eating my packet soup that I'd made on my little stove, she came over and offered me her last croissant to go with it. These small acts of kindness are big moments on the Camino, and it meant a lot to me. The night brought problems. The first guy, you remember, the tortured artist, fell asleep immediately and began snoring for England. Plus, his phone wasn't on silent and he kept getting messages through the night. I don't think any of us could sleep a wink. Friday, October the 16th. Emil and I exchanged glances and shook our heads, confirming neither of us had slept at all. I made coffee for both of us and she told me her plans for the day. She was aiming to reach the town of Luanca on her bike, but she'd offered to ask around in Cadoveda to see if there was a place I might be able to stay. I set off ahead of her. She'd hoped to pass me on the way, but one of us must have taken a detour at the wrong time because I didn't see her. True to her word, though, she found me a link to an albergue that was opening Cadoveda for just €12. Euros. Wonderful. I now have my bike vanguard looking out for me. Next time... The Perils of Crossing Water. See you later. So just a short Bishop's Daily Bread entry this week as I reveal the true puppet master in the web of lies that is this segment of the show. I can reveal that the one and only Steve Bonham is behind it all, really. Uh, When I think on it, he bought me my first bread-making machine all those years ago and encouraged its use. He's the one who's been on bread-making courses and told me of the delights of it. And now he's providing me with a, a new type of flour to try and new recipes for it. Perhaps we're en route to being sponsored by some dastardly corporate yeast company or loaf tin company, uh, and we'll, we will soon have new overlords to bow down to. Not just yet, though. Uh, so this week, uh, I tried a new sort of flour for making my bread after Steve gifted me some. Um, I spent all week trying to remember whether it was rye or spelt. I just couldn't get it into my head. And it's rye. Um, so I found a recipe online, just did a, a simple sort of free-form round loaf. Uh, There was a little bit of honey in this recipe, which I'd never used before. That was interesting. Uh, It turned out quite nice. Tasty loaf. Quite dense, which I quite like. Um, 
it takes forever to get anywhere near toasted. Once you've sliced it and trying to toast it, it takes forever. Uh, mysteries of homemade bread. Uh, perhaps it could have been a little bit lighter and a bit more springy, I don't know. Uh, but for a first attempt, I was quite pleased. Not really sure what the um, difference between the rye and normal flour is, uh, but it's one of the things I'll sort of enjoy experimenting with. Um, this loaf could certainly take some robust flavours. Um, so I am looking forward to trying this out more and seeing what else I can come up with. it for this week thank you for listening wherever in the world you are don't forget to subscribe to the podcast we're on apple podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon podcasts and now youtube as well the next episode will be out next friday join us on youtube for the transatlantic connection show and become part of the transatlantic connection movement head to youtube.com slash the long road band if you fancy buying us a coffee you now can at buymeacoffee.com slash the long road band it's dead simple to just drop us a few quid to support what we do it even accepts apple pay and google pay super easy uh, all of our music and merch is on Bandcamp, where you can help support a positive ecosystem for the music industry download streaming vinyls cds the companion book it's all there the long road band bandcamp.com we're on patreon at patreon.com slash the vagabond way big thank you to our patreons and a special shout out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Stuart Lydon, Yvette Lydon and Trish Taylor thank you for your ongoing support if you'd like to support us become a vagabonder you'll get free digital stuff and merchandise in the post if you want it help us create something different something that entertains and something that inspires others so join us on the journey and release the vagabond within patreon.com slash the vagabond way Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds and explorers, for joining us on the Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige. It's authentic, it's rich, and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now. Bye.